Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Success and Sales, Hacks and Chats with Mike McDonald and a very special guest. We have Ian Critchlow joining me today. Ian, thanks for coming on the show. My pleasure, Michael. And Ian is Action Coaches UK co-founder, which is all to do with network marketing, but based on business and business coaches. So I thought we'd we'd dive into your story today. Ian, could you share with us a bit about yourself? So where you were born and what it was like for you growing up? Yeah, excellent. So look, I, I was born in uh, Chelmsford, Chelmsford, Essex to Yorkshire parentage. So, uh, you know, pretty much had Billy Bremner nappies and the best dribbler in Ellen Road bib. And um, it was interesting going to school in Chelmsford, Essex as a Leeds United fan, as you can imagine. Um, and, and, you know, what I loved at school the most was, was sport and art. And um, as a 15-year-old, I, I, I wanted to do an A-level in art and um, go on to St. Martin's School of Art in London. Um, but as a 15-year-old, I needed to put some, some food on the table, some money on the table. Mm. And um, so I had, a, I had a chat with my, my brother, who's um, nine years older than me, uh, about what I should do. He said, he gave me some great advice. He said, get a job in sales because, uh, you know, if you learn how to sell, then you can get whatever you want. So I applied for some sales positions slight challenge they asked me if I had a driving license at 15 I didn't so that didn't go anywhere at the time (laughs) Um, but uh, had a chat with my my big sister five years older than me and she said she was enjoying things at NatWest Bank and I should apply to the to the high street bank so I sent off my letter and um, got an interview with Lloyd's Bank up in London and they gave me a job over in their 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 high street Chelmsford branch which was quite an ex- interesting experience I turned up on my my push bike with this this off the peg suit that didn't really fit me and <laughs> um got got shown the machine room to do some um processing of debits and credits and the filing and uh um you know uh, the, the the next day I, I went into the manager's office and said look I've been thinking about this and uh I'm pretty certain we could build some robots to do my job uh, and you could use my talents and skill and intellect um, um, more 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 profitably in the bank. Um, and uh, um, in the afternoon, the uh, the supervisor called me in for a one to one chat, and um, um, I got an official warning for calling the bank manager John rather than Mister whatever he was called. So oh. I, I I wasn't going down particularly well in the bank. Um, no. I, I, unsurprisingly, I failed my three month probation period. They decided to give me another three months to prove myself at Shenfield and the Hutton branch and another three months of me, they, uh, they, they sacked me. So, uh, you know, one, one snowy, snowy evening in uh, Shenfield and Hutton, I left that branch with my tail between my legs, not knowing what I was going to do um, and uh, started, started looking for a job. Managed yeah. to get a job in the accounts department at Pittman Publishing in Covent Garden, uh-huh. where I was um, surrounded by really nice things, nice bars, restaurants, shops, cinemas, theatres. Um, and uh, I was earning the princely sum of five grand a year, um, uh, which didn't leave a lot after my, my, no. my commute from Chelmsford. So um, fairly quickly figured out that... Uh, if I qualified as an accountant, I'd, I'd at least quadruple my, my pay. And um, right, yeah. 
as luck would have it, we we published the the books for uh, for, for for accountancy. So I got a friend in the warehouse to to get me the books, and um, I studied them and entered the exams. And um, twenty one years of age, I think I became the youngest chartered management accountant in the world because most people are kind of starting their accountancy studies at twenty one. Um, right. I, I, I finished at that age, and. Uh, yeah, I, I did get a decent wage. I found accountancy quite limiting. Um, I was very interested in marketing. Um, I applied for a job in marketing in the Pearson Group, which I was in. Um, they said it was against union laws for somebody to take a pay cut, so they couldn't give me the job and allow me to learn it from the bottom upwards. Kind of frustrating. Um, but last four years in the Pearson Group, I got an interesting job and uh, became a founder member for the Direct English franchise. And we helped franchise that and put it into 10 countries around the world, um, which was, was quite exciting. Um, then we got a new um, chairman. And I got a big learning, which is there's no such thing as a job for life. Um, and uh, no. the, the, the new chairman didn't see Direct English as a core part of the business. He sold it to the Linguaphone Group, and uh, I got made redundant. So again, I'm leaving, leaving the building with my tail between my legs. I was in, I was in bits actually. I loved it there, um, and uh, literally crying my eyes out. The next day, I, um, I did what seemed the only sensible thing to do. I bought a convertible sports car with some of the redundancy money, and as uh, you do, yeah, as yeah, do. yeah. Uh, I drove to the port and uh, got a boat across to Spain and travelled around Spain and Portugal until it started to get a bit chilly. And then uh, I got a plane to, to Hong Kong, China, and then Australasia. Ended up on a um, on an island, little island in Thailand, um, living the dream really for about ten pounds a day, and kind of didn't want to go home, but um, forced myself to go home. Finished off an MBA that uh, um, the, the, the Pearson Group had kindly invested in me, uh, did that sort of full-time for six months, and then started looking for, looking for, for a job, um, which coincided with Action International, as they were called then, the Action Coach franchise, arriving in the UK, and, and they advertised for a general manager in the London Evening Standard. I bought that newspaper once that year. It was the only advert they placed on that day. And uh, I read the advert. I thought it had my name on it. So did a couple of hundred other people. Um, so <laughs> it was quite interesting turning up at a group interview with a couple of hundred people. Um, they managed to put off half of them in the first half. So I'm thinking half time, you know, back from half time. Great. I've only got 99 people to beat to get this job. And um, I loved the sound of it. So I was thrilled when they, I got told that I'd got the position and started as general manager. I thought it was just going to be a job, a, a, you know, pretty decent job. But um, I, I, uh, I got to go on the, the, uh, um, the, the franchises training program for, for new franchise partners as general manager. And literally after two days, you know, the morning of day three, they did an exercise, which I'd encourage everybody to do, which is to stop and think of, you know, what they'd like, you'd like people to say in your epitaph, what, what they'd like, you, you know, how you'd like your gravestone to read at the end of your life. That's, that's, 
that's got to be one way of adding the motivation in, wouldn't it? That'd be something that would yeah. definitely like the fire underneath you. So how would you like to be remembered? Oh yeah, thanks for that action, coach. I appreciate that. That's, that's pretty nice to, definitely. to bring it to the front of your uh, the front of your mind anyway. Yeah, seriously, and I'd, I'd never never thought about that before. But I found myself I found myself writing, you know. Um, 10th of may 1969 to the 11th of may um the um 2069 um you know here lies ian james Cristolo because of what he did every business owner in the uk um was aware of the the cure for the cancer that would probably kill their business um otherwise and um and and i made a decision then and there that uh, I was going to get more involved than being a general manager. Yeah. And I was going to buy one of the regions in the UK, the rights to award the, the franchise in East Anglia and support franchise partners uh, in East Anglia. So um, I, I sold my house. I sold my, my, um, my, my car, my beloved convertible sports car. I cashed in my life savings. I raised <laughs> half the money. Um, and I went to the major banks to borrow the other half of the money that I needed. And they laughed me out the door and said, look, we'll give you a bank account, but we wouldn't even give you a 500 pound credit card, which is kind of interesting because pretty much all of those banks are now partnered with the uh, action coach UK wide. It's gone full circle. I'm pleased to say, but, um, you know, luckily for me, the, um, my um my my brother um was more deeply scarred by by what happened to my dad you see like i didn't right. feel i had a choice because you know in in the 1960s my dad had a su successful advertising agency in harlow essex in the 1970s because he hadn't formed money mastery in his business you know he didn't have an action coach business coaching didn't exist in the 1970s no um he made a basic business error. Uh, you know, he allowed one of his uh, clients to owe him a huge amount of money. And um, that client was a mail order company. In the 1970s, there was a lengthy postal strike. They went under. Uh, they couldn't pay my dad's business a single penny of that debt. My dad lost his oh, business. He lost his nightmare. livelihood. Um, he lost his ability to, to pay the mortgage. And... Um, because of the stress and strain that caused at home, my mum packed her bags and left. And I was a little boy who, who ran down the driveway and yeah. uh, battled with my mum through floods of tears and somehow managed her to persuade her back into the family home. Um, the, uh, my brother was, you know, the kid with multiple paper rounds and, you know, finished his last paper round and uh, collected glasses in the local pub to put food on the table because... Um, Mm. you know he needed to so my brother even more deeply scarred by that experience when he looked at um, what Action International had developed to help businesses and business owners like my dad um, it was uh, it was a pretty easy decision from a brother even though he's a cautious person very risk averse um, he put in half the money to get started in East Anglia thank goodness and um, and, and, and we got going so uh, it was just me um, but I made a, a very big decision um, day one, which was has served me really, really well, and that was to to hire the best I could to hire somebody that was better than me. 
And uh, on my MBA program, the absolute star on that program was uh, um, a young woman called Sally Thorne. And uh, um, I managed to persuade Sally to, to, to come and take the job as um, our first business development manager and, and, and help with marketing the franchise opportunity and, and, and help with, um, um, well, I guess selling the, recru- the, the, the franchise opportunity as well. So, um, I, yeah, I couldn't have done it without Sally. It, it, it was challenging, to say the least. Um, I think the second early lesson that, that, that we, we, we got there, Mike, was um, um, it, it, took us, it took us four months before um, we found somebody that was, and you have to bear in mind, business coaching didn't exist 2001, 2002. Um, and, you know, for somebody to get started back then, uh, it, it was a £45,000 plus VAT investment plus some working capital. So it was pretty significant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're looking for them to buy a franchise in not only a franchise that had zero track record in the UK, but the, the, the business coaching profession didn't even exist. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, as great as Sally was, it took her four months to find somebody that was was willing to invest that sort of money. Um, I interviewed that person face to face. I got 20 minutes into the interview. I didn't think they had a great chance of being successful. And they were so keen, they'd already paid for the franchise. Um, I, I gave them their check back. Um, then and now I gave them their money back. We, right. we hadn't made a sale and I gave them their money back. Um, and which was in, in the context of it, it was a bold decision, but it was definitely the right decision because, you know, you, I think you, you, you have the wrong people in the marketplace. Then, you know, very quickly you, you your reputation's gone. And, um, I, I, I believe your reputation's like your virginity, <laughs> You know, you only lose it once. Uh, it's um, yeah, pretty unlikely that's ever going to be restored. So, <laughs> I, 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 fancy, f- fancy making that the same as losing your virginity. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, um, so I think it was the right decision. I, I didn't have big enough kahunas to tell my big brother that I just turned down forty-five grand, but uh, he knows now, so that's good. Um, and. Um, and look, you know, I think fortune does favour the brave. I think you keep doing the right things, and you know, the universe finds a way of rewarding you. And um, literally, you know, at the end of the sixth month, the the night before the planes flew off to to, to the training, which was back then was held in Australia, um, at, at nine o'clock in the evening, our cleaner witnessed our first franchise agreement, and we stayed in business. We literally were down to nothing in our our business bank account and I had nothing personally left. So, um, yeah, so we, it, it, it was pretty close, but I'm, I'm pleased to say, uh, it, it, it's gone well since, since that day yeah. in, um, 2002. Um, and, um, we've, we've got over 200 franchise partners in the UK. And as, as, as you know, Mike, the, uh, um, Elite Franchise Magazine published their top 100 uh, every December. We've 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 climbed to the ranks of uh, 
of uh, number eight in the UK. There are about a thousand franchises in the UK. Just to put mm -hmm. that in context, McDonald's are at number six, Subway at number seven. Uh, and then you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just a touch, yeah. Uh, and, um, and, and currently um, we're in the, 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 the final three for, uh, for the UK's best B2B franchise. So uh, nice. we'll find out whether we've won that in, in December. So, um, you know, it's, 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 it's turned out very, very well for our franchise partners. But the biggest winners in all of this have been the business owner clients. And uh, um, we've built a network now of, um, and a community of, of over um, 2,000 business owner clients in the UK. Um, and uh, I think, you know, in terms of your show, yeah, pro probably where, where I can help your audience and, and add the most value is just sharing some of those keys to, to, to um, build in a winning team. To, um, and, um, you know, some of the, the, the basic principles that have created that, that, that outcome, that, that result. I think that is probably worth moving into. But what, I guess before we do that, one of the things that I would like to, to backtrack to, mm -hmm. if you don't mind, is the, the job. The, the actual the, the, the interview process. Uh, you turned up for for the action coaches, you know, franchise. The, the interview yes. time was it the, the general manager, right? It was you yeah. going in, going in for the general manager position, and there was hundreds of people, and you managed to to get it in the end. Has anyone explained to you or talked you through about what made you stand up from those people? Yeah, absolutely. So. Um... Brad Sugars, the, the 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 global founder, the genius behind behind our IP, our intellectual property, um, and I use I don't like the word genius. I think it's overused. But you know, you know, read his sixteen books on business and tell me he's not a genius. It's uh, <laughs> um, yeah. when it comes to business. So um, he he, you know, he looked at all, all the applicants that applied from that group interview and um, and. Uh, he, you know, he made the call that I'd made most of my mistakes in, in franchising on somebody else's payroll, i.e. the Pearson group. So, <laughs> so um, and, uh, you know, I'd, I'd learned a lot about what to do right in franchising. I'd learned a few things about, you know, what not to do in franchising in the four years that I, I was helping them to build their, their international franchise. So, um, so that, that, that was the bit that, that made him, um, um, you know, choose, choose, choose me for the role. Right, cool. Yeah. So you, it's almost like you, you made all your mistakes. Now we can start you <laughs> doing all the successes. <laughs> I, I, believe me, I've made a few mistakes since, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure you have. I'm sure you have. Touch with nothing fatal, so we're all good. Yeah, yeah. As long as you don't, as long as you don't make them twice, that 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 kind of helps, doesn't it? Yeah, that that seems to be the uh, the common theme about people. Is as long as you don't make the same mistake twice, we're good. You can make it once, but learn from it, move on. Right? Come on, you can't you can't just stay doing the same mistake over and over again. And yeah, then, absolutely. And you know, Brad always says I'm I'm more successful in business than most people because I've made more mistakes than most people. 
Yeah, it's almost like the old sort of saying is that successful people have failed more times, unsuccessful people have tried. So that seems to be a common theme anyway. what? So you you seem to have the, the six keys, right? It seems to be one of the, the things that you actually do is have six keys to a winning team. Now, network marketing and, and, and all those things that you specialize in tend to be built on people, tend to be built on, you know, teams of people working together. So talk us through what the six keys are. Yeah. Um, so in terms of building our franchise, the, the um, if you look at any team, any successful team, you know, whether, you, 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 know, you know, you're looking at... Uh, um, you, you know, Man City. Like we're based in Leicester at the moment. You know, Leicester City. The, the you know the tragedy of the chairman. But um, you know he, that happened at Leicester City. The success that they had because they had a strong leader. Um, so you know, the number one key to 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 winning team is strong leadership, and the strong leadership isn't just just from the top person it's from everybody in the organization um you know everybody needs to turn up and be a strong leader and and do the right things and you, you know just little decisions like the one that i had to make on on you know choosing to turn down that first person that wanted to buy the franchise um it, it, it takes strong leadership and that wasn't happening in other parts of the uk by the way at the time so um that that helped us stand out a little bit in East Anglia, um, and we had more success in East Anglia than the other regional master licensees were were, were having at Action Coach, and 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 ultimately that's enabled me and my 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 partner Julie Wagstaff to um, to invest over five million pounds buying up the rights to award the franchise and support franchisees franchise partners in the whole of the UK. Um, and I, I, I definitely think it stems from st strong leadership. So I have to remind myself, of course, on a daily basis on that. And I have to turn up as a leader. Yeah. Uh, um, the second one is, you know, there needs to be a common goal. You know, if you've got a common goal, everybody's, everybody's um, you know, shooting in the same direction. Um, the, um, and, and, Every decision within the organization becomes easier, doesn't it? It's like, you know, is it moving us towards towards our mm. common goal or not? Yeah. And, and the, our, our common goal hasn't changed since since I wrote my epitaph, my my, my, my gravestone. It, it's it's to, um, to, to make sure that every business owner in the UK is aware of the best business growth system in the world. And um the, the, the sad reality at the moment is nine out of 10 business business owners will lose their business in inside the next decade. The real yeah. tragedy of that is just under 5% of business owners know this system exists currently. So we have to massively change that. Yeah, we've come a long way in 17 years, but there's less than 5% recognition of what it is Action Coach does. So we've got a big, big job to do over the course of the next 10, 20 years. But everybody on my team knows that and understands that. And um, so every decision, it's like, okay, so how can, how can we increase the likelihood of, 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 of making more business owners aware of what it is we do? Because um, I, I, I can sleep at night if, if um, a business owner decides not to hire an action coach. I, I can't sleep at night with um, 
so so well when when businesses are going out of business and having the experience that my dad had and they didn't even know that there was something that that would have helped them yeah that makes sense what's number three number three rules of the game um you, you, you know to to be successful in sport business whatever you've got to have very very clear rules of the game and if you look at the the action coach 14 point culture um which you just google action coach 14 points of culture you'll find it straight away um it, it's very very clear rules of the game and and, and it's literally is our rules you know you know if something goes wrong in our business the first place we look at is what happened and compare it to the points of culture and i don't think i've ever come across something that's that's the, the, the bad that's happened in our business where we haven't been able to see like okay so like if we'd followed those rules that wouldn't have happened <laughs> you know it's it's breaking them is always the cause of bad things in our business and, and we are human mm. beings yeah so you know we do fall down from the culture occasionally but we, we the, the, the culture these rules of the game are, are, are front right and center of everything that we do and everybody's clear on how they are and how they need to operate and and uh, and, and play the game so we have that if you like it's um it's a loose tight culture so the the the, the pitch is clearly defined that's very very tight that's that's our points of culture um on the pitch people have freedom to express themselves and bring their skill their talent their intellect to 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 how they play uh their decision making to to, to how they play but the, the the rules don't change the rules are tight um so uh yeah that's that huge part of it huge part it seems like the the rules kind of they're almost like um something that I like to call creative constraints, if you will. So they're kind of like rules and restrictions, but they're actually able to bring out the best of you rather than yeah. otherwise. So like, if, so one of the things that I do like to sort of say is, like, if you've got all day to do something, it'll take all day. But if you restrict yourself to an hour, nine times out of ten, you'll do whatever it takes so that it takes an hour mm -hmm. rather than taking all day. So it's one of those things that, yeah, we've got rules, but they're designed to actually benefit you or help you as opposed to hinder you. So, yeah, I quite like that. What's yeah, absolutely. Four? Absolutely. Spot on, Mike. And, and uh, yeah, you, you, you're right. I mean, our team members aren't checking, you know, is this okay? They've got the rules of the game. They know it's okay. Um, so Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. So very, we've very got, empowering. So we've, got, we've got strong leadership. We've got common goal. We've rules got of the game. Rules of the game. Um, and number four? Next one, look, you, you know, when you set the goal, you, you've got to have an action plan to get there. Um, and uh, we, we continually need to, to, to update that. It's actually a huge mistake that business owners make. Huge, huge mistake. The, uh, um, I mean, I, I'm very lucky these days because um, our business planning is, is very, very easy. But, the, you know, the simple reality of it is we, we, we brought... brought um, Brad Sugar's over for a tour of the country last October, and uh, he played our local venue, the the, the Leicester Tigers Stadium, and there were a couple of hundred business owners in the room, and uh, you know he asked the, the the room, you know who's who's currently got got a five year business plan that they're working on for their business, and, and yeah, you know, be lucky if there were like ten hands that went up, 
So, um, yeah. So, uh, you know, what, what Brad's done, he's, he's, um, because he's become so skilled and knowledgeable how, how to, to, to build a business and increase its, its value. Um, over the years he's, he's bought, he's literally, he's bought, built and sold dozens and dozens of businesses. So at any point in time, he has a lot of work to do in terms of generating a, a, a really good business plan. So what, what Brad did a, um, a few years ago was he commissioned, uh, um, the best person he knew in terms of IT capability, a guy called Nick Clark in Australia, to develop a software and write a software to make developing his five-year business plan for each of his businesses uh, a, a, a much more time-effective process, a much, much quicker, better process. Um, and he started using that on his own businesses. And, of course, he, th he then thought, well, hang on a minute. Um, this would help every business owner. So he's turned that into uh, a business service in its own right. It's called Profit Plus. I think it's fantastic. Uh, Julie and I, we've, we've, we've recently invested in the rights for that for the UK as well um, because every business owner needs a plan. And the, the, the sad reality of it, Mike, is most business owners I talk to and get to know initially, um, they're literally spending longer planning their holiday each year than they are planning their planning their business and you know we 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 know the cliche you know fail to plan plan to fail kind of thing it's um mm -hmm. yeah it, it and you know that's a big 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 part of the fact that nine out of ten businesses um die inside 10 years yeah that's it's something that i would agree with i guess because if you haven't got again if you haven't got the goal then it's hard to know what you're planning for as well absolutely sometimes. so it's kind of like you've got to reverse engineer it to a certain extent what would what would number five be so once we've got the, the leadership so like working from the top down once you've got the common goal that's moving in the same direction you know the rules of the game so you know what to do what not to do all those things and you've got the action plan i.e business plan you, you recommend you recommended five years obviously you can plan just any plan i guess is better than no plan what's number five number five we, we've got a culture of supporting risk taking um and by risk taking i mean calculated risk risk taking um you know for instance um you know next next year because it's going to drive us close to, to our goal one of the things that we're gonna we're going to be trialing is mass media like television now now, we're not going to go to an advertising agency and say, look, you know, we want to buy up all the advertising slots, you know, in, in between Coronation Street for, for, you know, tens of millions of pounds. Um, <laughs> the, um, you know, we'll, we'll go to the advertising agency and we'll trial a town for um, um, Sky TV, for Sky News, for Sky Sports, for Fox mm. News. And we'll trial it in that town, uh, uh, which is you know, is a sensible risk for us to take. Now, if we get responses from business owners in that town and, and, and it generates clients and we start helping more business owners in that town um, and the, the, the marketing campaign is profitable, guess what we'll do? We'll, we'll, do, we'll end up doing every town in the UK. <laughs> um, so, uh, um, but yeah, the, the, the point is, you know, one of my team came up with that idea and I'm like, great, okay, well, I want to back you on that. Um, so, you know, who do we need to be working with? And, you know, okay. So, you know, 
she's now talking to 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 the best advertising agencies and and working on creating that 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 marketing campaign and and you know my marketing manager she's got my full backing on that because I support risk taking um, in a calculated way and and I. And I, I, you know, I don't think that was always the case in my corporate career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's hard, I guess, isn't it? Because you want to take risks, but then as soon as you start calculating everything, you realise it might not be as much of a risk as you first thought. So then you start thinking, well, is it risky if it's calculated and it starts to be that kind of push and pull inside your own head? You know, if you plan it all out and you you figure it out, it's like, well, is that really a risk or can I like go bigger and then you start sort of challenging yourself because sometimes things feel like risks but as soon as you actually calculate them and figure everything out oh maybe I can just do it and it's a bit less of a risk so I I quite like that analogy but then there's there is that push and pull inside your own brain of is it a risk if I've actually thought it all out and planned it all so but what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, look, I think you're spot on, Mike. And and I, I think there's two two more principles that are play here. One is to test it in a small way um, and, and, and measure the results. And obviously, if it doesn't work, scrap it. If it does work, scale it up. Um, I, I, I think the, the, the second one is um, take the risk when the odds are in your favor. So, you know, if the, if the mm, upside like is, a, is a lot more than the downside... Yeah. Um, you, you, you know, if you've got a more than 50% chance of winning and you keep taking those kind of risks, then um, it, 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 it plays out to, to, you know, a very profitable outcome. Yeah, quite like that. All right, so we've gone through five of them so far. So what is the, the final one? Uh, yeah, 100% involvement and inclusion. You know, you, you, you can't do this without great people and you need to involve everyone absolutely involve everyone and give the you know everybody the opportunity to participate um you know we we we, we have a very simple teaching in 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 action it, it's a hundred percent participation you give a hundred percent and you get a hundred percent back um it, it it's it's not a sliding scale um no, it's, no, uh, it's not. you know i turned up in a half-hearted way um, with regret when I look back at it to to, to Lloyd's Bank and uh, I got a lot less than 50% from my my six months experience at, at, at Lloyd's Bank so um, you know I'm sorry for that Lloyd so I didn't give you my best and I didn't get much out of it either which no. is fair enough um, so uh, yeah that 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 culture if you like of 100% involvement 100% inclusion um, I think is very important to, you know, everybody in my team, we've got over 50 people just in our support team in the UK now for, for our franchise partners. Um, they, they know the direction we're headed in. Um, and, um, and they you know, we're regularly communicating. We, we, we send out a very detailed um, email every week to every single team member in, um, in, in, in our support team, every single team member in our, our community of franchise partners. So, um, you know, everybody knows what, you know, what's going on, the direction that we're going in and um, ev- everybody has the opportunity to, 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 to help achieve the ultimate goal and play their part. 
Well, those those six do seem reasonably straightforward. I mean, thanks for sharing all six of those, uh, Ian. I appreciate that. We've gone through the story. We've gone through how to create a winning team. We've gone through all the principles that are involved with that. And if those of you that are listening, maybe you missed out a couple of things, I would recommend you go back because I've made tons of notes. I have the, the benefit of listening in live, but you, you guys can obviously re-listen to it go back and listen to it again make sure you make loads of notes because i'm actually not going to ask you to summarize everything in because i think that that would probably spoil it for people that have listened to the whole thing and are making notes if people want to find out a bit more about yourself where can people go so we've got action coach we've got six keys how can people yeah. find out more yeah just um just go to actioncoach.co.uk and um, whether you're interested in getting help with, with, with building another business or whether you're interested in the, the, uh, the limited number of business opportunities we've still got left in the UK, um, you'll, you'll find information there. Uh, or whether it's even an event as well. The, the, uh, um, you know, the simple thing is you know, we'll have one and a half thousand um, success-orientated people gathering together at um you know the 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 telford international conference center in april which should just be a fantastic event we've got people like sir clive woodward coming along to teach you know his keys to building successful teams uh with the england rugby team and also the the the, the london 2012 olympics team where he uh, all of the heads of sport reported into sir clive so um everything that he's used to to achieve incredible outcome with the the olympics and the rugby um are relevant to business and you know he's going to do a half day workshop uh, uh, at some point in the two days so the uh um, we get incredible speakers incredible learning opportunity and you, you, you know you you, you kind of got to come along to to get a sense for for how amazing that two days is with with 1500 like-minded people gathering together um you know that's an amazing thing the uh we're, we're very lucky i mean you know a lot of these ideas are, uh, um that they're not my own they're not even my teams my direct teams it's um you know action international was founded by a business genius brad chiggers and uh yeah he came up with this idea of the business excellence forum and awards to give business owners recognition and an amazing learning platform and you know five years ago we got 100 people to a small hotel in 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 reading <laughs> and, uh, and and that's going to be one and a half thousand people five years on so uh right well. um, yeah it's pretty cool it's only growing and uh yeah get along sooner rather than later and experience what that's like well that is a pretty pretty good way to end and thanks for coming on we do have one last question for you though and i mm -hmm. ask all my guests this and We've had some crazy answers to funny answers to everything else in between. So we don't have to talk about anything that we've spoken about. And it's, what would you like the world to know about you that it doesn't already know? What would I like the world to know about me? Um, <laughs> um, yeah, interesting. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So look, don't worry, I, I don't so look, prepare the, any, I don't prepare so look, anybody. So no, no. So look, the you know the serious answer is um, <laughs> I, I I I would like them to 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 know about this action coach thing if they're if they if they're in business. I'd like them to know about that for sure. Um, oh crumbs, funny funny answer. Um, <laughs> I've got some interesting family connections. I know. Uh, um, yeah. So you know, our family owner 
a Winston Churchill cigar because my 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 granddad was uh, mayor of Harrogate and entertained Winston oh. Churchill at his home. So there you go. We we own a we own a, a Winston Churchill cigar still in the case. <laughs> well, that that's definitely interesting, uh, and and it probably took you by surprise the question to be honest. But I I do actually don't prepare anybody for it unless you've actually listened to the show, and I do it for that reaction Ian that's that's exactly why I asked the question so <laughs> I appreciate you coming on for those of you that are listening you're brand new to the show make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of our future guests make sure you share this one out tell people about action coaching the work that they're doing we've got to help them overtake McDonald's that's what we have to do we have to help action coach <laughs> overtake McDonald's that is that is the goal that is the goal Ian thanks again and I'm sure we'll keep in touch wonderful thanks a lot cheers Mike take care have a great day thank you <laughs>